You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 75. Everyone, Andy here. Coming at you solo tonight as James is indisposed, but don't worry, there's plenty of Rangers-related rumors and uh, just goings-on around the league to talk about. Uh, Off the bat, as much as it pains me to say this, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche on winning the Stanley Cup. Obviously, in our last podcast, James and I were talking, uh, we were recording while Game 6 was going on and Tampa was up early, so we were already preparing for a Game 7, but... In true Broadway voice fashion, we put the mush on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So as valiant as an effort, as banged up as they were, uh, not enough to overcome the mighty Colorado Avalanche. In the end, uh, who's, you know, who would have thought five years ago the Colorado Avalanche were the worst team in the league, and now they are the undisputed champions of the hockey world. So congratulations to them. All right. This means the offseason is officially underway. And for me, it started with uh, pretty much a bang. As I woke up this morning, I made myself a cup of coffee, as I usually do. I took my phone out. I opened up Twitter. And what do I see under topics trending for you? I saw the names Pierre-Luc Dubois, Capo Caco, New York Rangers, Winnipeg Jets. So needless to say, I thought something big went down and I was frantically uh, scrolling to try to find the origin tweet just to get a handle on what the hell was going on. Uh, I finally find the original tweet uh, from Francois Gagnon of RDS, which is a, I believe it is the, uh, it's technically TSN in Canada. It is the um, French Canadian either. I don't know if it's the same company. I guess you call it affiliate, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But basically saying that, uh, the New York Rangers are interested in Pierre-Luc Dubois, and although nothing has been finalized, talks are ongoing. Uh, Chris Drury is interested in the young center. So this is a name that James and I have brought up a few times on this podcast as something uh, Chris Drury might do um, when we've been talking for weeks as of the, as the rest of the Rangers uh, fan base and beat writers have been that since the the dust settled and the Rangers getting bounced in the ECF. It's been about the, who takes over the two C spot. 
Do the Rangers resign Strom? Do they resign Cobb? Do they resign neither? Are they looking outside? I, I would like to think that this might be a, at least a signal that Drury is doing his due diligence and that he's looking at all options. Again, resigning Strom or Cop are is are probably the most costly choices. Um, not that I don't think Pierre Luc Dubois doesn't want to get paid, but. It, at least if you're locking up Dubois, you're locking up a player who doesn't have as much of an injury history as Andrew Kopp. There's a little bit more proof of concept. He's younger. Uh, he's played with Artemi Panarin before, so you know that those two can at least be successful together. And yeah, I just it, it might just be a smarter, if you're going to give up a young assets for that, it's at least, you know, maybe your your Philip Heedle goes the other way. Um I don't know so much about Capo Caco. I would be kind of upset if that's the route they decide to take. But again, it's not like PLD is, uh, you know, it's not, he's not a nothing player at all. He put up uh, 28 goals and I believe 61 points on a really, really rough Winnipeg Jets team this year. Uh, and I believe that's not even his career best. I think a couple of years ago he had a 61 or 62 point season. So and he's only 24 years old, so there is room. For, if this is maybe he's only going to get better, you would hope. It, you know, in a lot of ways, it almost seems like this is the Rangers might try and be trying to recreate the Mika Zibanejad <laughs> trade, although not the same. It's not like a player for player, but just in terms of going after a young center who has first line upside, who maybe hasn't quite realized all the potential yet, um, but. Again, if you know if you re-sign Ryan Strom, which I don't know why you would do that, he is what he is. He's Ryan Strom. He's a second-line center with flaws, but has excellent chemistry with Artemi Panarin. If you re-sign Cop, you get a pretty good defensive center who's also shown he can play with Artemi Panarin, which is great. But he had, does have an injury history. Uh, he is. He's not. I wouldn't say he's old, but he's you know he's up. He's in his mid to late twenties, and then. You know, he's like I said, he's he's not the fastest skater out there, and the Rangers desperately need a little bit more speed, or at least a little bit be a little bit tougher to play against. Um, and then you, but as for Dubois, you know, this is a player that still has runway on his skill. So maybe in a lot of ways, this is taking a gamble that this might be Mika Zibanejad's eventual replacement. I mean, you know, uh, like I said, he's played with Artemi Panarin before in Columbus. You can imagine that him and Lafreniere being fellow uh, French Canadians could, who knows, maybe they could develop some good chemistry if they, should they be put together. They'll definitely make each other more comfortable, um, which would be great. Obviously, the caveat would be what would you have to give up to acquire PLD? I mean, even if he does one out from Winnipeg, he can also just wait till he can walk to free agency and have his uh, pick of suitors or teams that want him. So... Yeah, that would maybe maybe that would put more the ball in uh, Winnipeg's court. Although again, they don't want to lose him for peanuts, you know. So it could go, it could backfire. But uh, much like we saw earlier today with the Kevin Fiala uh, sign and trade, or excuse me, uh, trade and sign to uh, from Minnesota to the Los Angeles Kings, they you know the Rangers could make a trade before it gets to that point basically trading for his rights and then work with the agreement uh, of a contract already in place once he signs on the dotted line. So, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of it depends on how much the Rangers would have to give up. Obviously, like I said, Capo Caco is, is a, is, I don't even know if it's a rumored piece because it's literally just this one quote, but obviously there's, you have Winnipeg fans saying like, okay, well, we want Philip Hedel and Capo Caco and, and Braden Schneider. And obviously Rangers fans are balking at that. And where is the truth? Uh, are the Rangers down on Caco? I mean, I would hope not. Uh, if he, if, you know, who's this, if uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois comes to the Rangers, you'd have to imagine you're sending a young center back. So you're probably sending Philip Hedel back. You are probably going to lose one of Zach Jones, Nils Lundqvist. Uh, would the Rangers give up on Braden Schneider for a player of Pierre-Luc Dubois' caliber? Tough to say. I know the Rangers are really high on him. We know teams have asked for Braden Schneider before, and the Rangers have balked at it. He was definitely part of the rumored package, or ask at least from uh, Vancouver when talking JT Miller earlier in the season and the Rangers refused to meet that price. That's how highly they think of Brian Schneider as a, they most likely see him as a replacement for Jacob Truba and just bringing a much needed physical element to their back end. Uh, and obviously every other old school gym in the league, you know, you know, wants that type of player. So even if I, if I personally probably would give up Braden Schneider in a trade like that, uh, I don't think the Rangers want to do that. So so, yeah, I guess we'll see if any more tidbits come out. Of course, it is totally possible that this is a leak from either Dubois' agent or from uh, Winnipeg just trying to get the ball rolling somehow. It might even be the Rangers trying to create some own leverage for themselves. Who knows? But that's how these things work. It's, you know, everyone's working each other, to use a professional wrestling term. So, yeah, it was definitely interesting to hear that news this morning. And um, But, again, doesn't totally make does not make sense and the fact that we're hearing about this before we're hearing about any rumors of an extension with Andrew Kopp uh it'll definitely make for an interesting 32 thoughts podcast later this week uh maybe Elliot Friedman will follow up on these rumors and have some more illumination for Rangers fans uh because again right now there's a lot of ways to approach the off season for Chris Drury is the front office this summer. And you look at the amount of players that need to be signed and you look at the amount of dollars they have to do it and it doesn't line up. So it's going to take some creativity, um, but we'll, we'll see what Drury and his team can come up with. Oh, and I guess I should mention that also today. Uh, Larry Brooks of the uh, New York post published his, why the Rangers should not, uh, trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois piece. Uh, again, I think, and I'm paraphrasing here, I think he said something to the effect that trading uh, a Capo Caco or a Filipino now would be the most Rangers thing the organization could do at this moment in time. Um, and he did not mean that as a compliment. He even said as much. So, yeah, who knows? Again, I think there was his speculation on his part that it was uh, Winnipeg might have reached out first because they probably f- felt there was a fit there and see how Chris Drury would feel about that. So again, this is a, a game of leverages, leverages, a game of leverage by the player and the GM. And, you know, he's indicated he is not going to resign with Winnipeg when his deal is up in 2024. So is it better for them to wait and try to get the package they want? Is it better for them just to get them out of the locker room so they can just get started in earnest on rebuilding? Uh, you know, 
Everyone has their agenda. Chris Drury has his. Kevin Sheffield Dayoff has his. Pierre-Luc Dubois and his agent have theirs. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, and obviously, the price, we'll see what it is. I mean, Kevin Fiala is older, but is also, uh, you know, he's, what, he had 90 points this year or something like that. And he was traded, his rights were traded for uh, a first and a prospect who is, Brock Faber, who is, you know, is a, a okay-ish defense prospect. That's it. You know, it's a late first, too. So, um, yeah, obviously that was with the the knowledge that uh, he wasn't going to resign there. They couldn't make the money work. Or he was going to resign there. They just couldn't resign him. So, yeah, uh, maybe not an apples-to-apples situation. Also, considering Dubois' age gives him value as well. But, yeah, I again, we'll see where this goes. I wouldn't be uh, surprised if we don't hear anything about this for at least the next little while here. Um, the draft is, I would say the next tent pole for New York Rangers fans in terms of maybe there might, maybe the Rangers do something, maybe they don't. Um, I do believe also Vincent Mercagliano uh, intimated this morning. And I don't know if this is, this is confirmed or this is, he has inside knowledge or whatever, but the, that uh, Winnipeg will indeed be selecting because they had their choice of which second round pick they take from the Rangers either this summer or next summer. I think they're going to take this summer. So um, I should probably check to see what picks the Rangers have this year. Sorry, this is very unprofessional podcasting on my my part. Yeah, the, so the Rangers with uh, Winnipeg selecting uh, or opting to take their second round pick this year. And obviously, since the Rangers went to the ECF with Andrew Kopp on their uh, played over the requisite number of games, that second second round pick was upgraded to a first round pick this year. So the Rangers only have, I believe, a fifth round pick and a sixth round pick in this upcoming draft. So uh, any wheeling and dealing they do will most likely be probably not to, to get into the draft. Although, you know, I, I would nothing would surprise me, but most likely it's going it would be player movement. But I still also there's a part of me that thinks nothing goes down that, that we're just going to wait through. Drury's going to be patient. We're going to hear drips and drabs through the summer, and then all of a sudden, overnight, something will happen. Um, yeah, but something that took uh, two months to build up to. So, again, uh, we'll wait and see. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit your money and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. In more Rangers-related news, a congratulations in order for Dylan Garand, uh, the Rangers' fourth-round draft pick out of the 
Western Hockey League. He plays goaltender for the Kamloops Blazers, was named the CHL Goaltender of the Year. So in layman's terms, the Rangers continue to be totally elite at discovering, fostering, and identifying uh, goaltending talent. I mean, it's the one thing this organization has not really had to worry about for, uh, I don't know, going on, what, the the last uh, almost two decades? Uh, and obviously there's some lean years in the, between Richter and, and Henrik Lundqvist, but uh, yeah, you, it makes you wonder how much input do they have from Benoit Allaire, uh, their head goaltending coach? Is he helping the scouting staff evaluate goaltenders? Uh, I would imagine, hopefully so. Um, but yeah, goaltending continues to be a strength of this organization, and uh, Dylan Grand was absolutely lights out this year for Kamloops, um, and he gets a mulligan, as do most players, after st- the stoppage of the World Junior Championship Tournament earlier this year due to uh, COVID. So, uh, yeah, he's he gets to get another crack at it. Kind of just circling back to what I was talking about before, uh, I had mentioned the LA Kings acquired Kevin Fiala from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a first-round pick and Brock Faber. Um, then there was another report, I, th- I believe Kevin Week said that... Uh, he he was hearing that L.A. was not done yet. They have a deep prospect pool, or one of the deepest in the NHL, and that's definitely interesting. And I think I saw another report that uh, one they were speculating that they could be looking at a player like Philip Forsberg to add, and that, again, much like Weeks said, that L.A. has so many young players and prospects that now that they're in the phase where they're going to look to improve after, uh, you know, after... Uh, getting bounced in did they make the first round. Yeah, I think LA lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Rangers and LA are probably the two most similar teams in terms of their probably where they are at their rebuilding cycles that they both have re-entered the playoff picture. They both have a roster that has players at the top who are starting to get long in the tooth. Uh, Andre Kopitar and well, uh, LA a little bit more and Drew Doughty, but you know what I mean. They have older players, but then they have a lot of young players who are hopefully going to be part of their future core. In uh, you know players like Quinton Byfield and uh, you know Arthur Kaliev and Alex Turcotte eventually. So and yeah, the Rangers obviously have players like Alexi Lafreniere and Capococco and Adam Fox and yada, yada, yada. Although I'd, I'd argue Fox has already arrived and probably better player than anyone in LA, but that, I digress. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just similarly, now that both of those teams are in their competitive window and they have so many young players, they can't all make the roster. So you're going to see both teams go after players and make them better now. So it will definitely be interesting as LA, I would argue is uh, going to be a team who is trying to outbid the Rangers and vice versa. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, as far as the Fiala trade, there's obviously a lot of speculation. The Devils were going to go out and get him. I think the Rangers got lucky that they didn't. Uh, you know, Fiala's a very uh, talented offensive player. So maybe not the worst thing in the world that they don't have to uh, face up against him, you know, four plus times a year. I'm probably going to keep this one very, very, very short. Uh, because I miss James and this show is more fun with him here, but just interesting. We've been joking over the last few weeks about David Quinn making his way through the 
the interview process to be the next head coach of the Boston Bruins. And, you know, I would be, I, at first I was shocked that his name was even in consideration. No, no slight to David Quinn, by the way. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, it's just, it's just very funny to see that this might be the way the Bruins are going. And, I guess the question is, what does that signify for their team? Does that signify that they are, if they do indeed make David Quinn their next head coach, is that a sign that they are rebuilding? Because again, the Rangers brought him in as a starter coach, and now Galan is their finisher coach, I guess, in their eyes. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see if they're bringing in Quinn for a similar situation. Do they think he got a raw deal in New York in terms of his firing? Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to to think about and it's interesting to see what happens here but uh again we know patrice bergeron is most likely going to come back on a one-year deal but a few of their players are having including bergeron are having surgery so they're going to miss at least the first month of the season i think that's mcafoy bergeron uh, i believe marshan and then we're hearing all this uh these rumors surrounding david posternock and whether or not he's their speculation he's been unhappy since Tory Krug was traded and all this other nonsense and, and not having Krejci on the team is, uh, yeah, he's just not having a good time. And he, so he might want out. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very funny that now you'll have two of the Rangers, former head coaches will, uh, potentially be coaching in their conference. So, I mean, obviously there's the NHL is littered with, uh, coaching retreads, but, you know, it's just interesting to think. Another strange rumor, or I guess maybe not so strange because there was a lot of speculation about it, but uh, I, f- I forgot where I saw it. So th- yeah, again, excellent journalism and podcasting on my uh, account, but there are some in the Penguins organization who believe Evgeny Malkin has played his last game as a Pittsburgh Penguin. Uh, I believe I... S- so I thought I read something else about him wanting to, if he could not be a penguin, wanting to take his uh, talents to South Beach. Uh, and the, the Florida Panthers were a preferred destination for him, which makes sense. It, it does seem like a lot of Russian players um, like to play in South Beach down there, especially because there is a large uh, Russian population down there. So, yeah, there's comfortability in that, especially if you have to leave a place that you've uh, seen as home for your entire career. So, and I'm not bringing this up to say that I would think he'd be a player that the Rangers would be in on. I just, even being a center, I just with his age and probably how much money he can make even in a, in a one-year contract. I just, I don't see it for the Rangers, but again, stranger things have happened. So it's something that we will continue to monitor and keep an eye on. And, uh, yeah, you know what? That's going to do it for my little rumor roundup for today. Uh, again, once my co-host is back and we get closer to the draft, there'll be plenty more things to talk about. Be sure to check out our episode that drops on Monday as James and I will be grading the Rangers' performances with uh, year-end performance reviews, kind of like a report cards. Uh, if you want to tweet us at Broadway Boys Pod, we're going to have a thread up where you can... The public can vote and uh, on what grade they think each New York Ranger who played during the 2021-2022 season should receive. And this is, just for clarification, this is for the entire season and the postseason together, uh, not one or the other. So you have to take all that into consideration because obviously there's players that had good regular seasons and poor postseasons and vice versa. 
So, yeah, again, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we are looking forward to doing some uh, more live streaming video episodes because I know you just love looking at our pretty uh, faces. That's why you all subscribe, just as so you can listen to our dreamy voices and uh, picture what our faces look like. But in all seriousness, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing those. And we love when you drop comments and the, the live chat. So yeah, we will let you all know when those are coming up. But for now, thank you so much for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think that the season's finally over. Um, it really helps that the Rangers were playing hockey just so late into the year because now I know it's felt like a, a bit of a slog towards the end there. Uh, and now it's going to feel even more grueling as we're already waiting with bated breath for next season. So, hey, that's the best part about being a fan is being a hypocrite, right? So thank you all for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. And again, thank you so much for all of your support. Again, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche on winning the Stanley Cup. I hope they enjoy it because... Uh, it's only yours for the summer, and then we all start fresh next year. And, uh, hey, I'm liking the Rangers' chances. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.